One, two, three. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. How How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, not thirsty anymore, which is pretty nice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Today, I, I went to the store. I went to the co-op over by Avid. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working today, but I decided to go by the Avid's where I work. Yeah. I decided to go by there. And, uh, you know, I had a decision between several of their delicious available drinks. They've mm-hmm. got sparkling water Ooh. in a variety of flavors. Yes. They've got a bunch of beers, but I didn't want to be drunk while recording. I appreciate that. And then they have all of these, like, uh, squeezed, uh, like, smoothies. Like, a bunch of, like, fresh yeah, smoothies. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, But you know what I ended up going with? What was it? I got a juice. <laughs> that one I just came up with 30 seconds that ago. That was a great I one. Was like, I don't know. That was an extremely good one. <laughs> All right, so. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Your Two Show. <laughs> That's a, always fun. A Sonic the Hedgecast. Yes, welcome. This is episode three, and we just looked at each other like, wait, how do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's episode three, and we're going to talk about uh, the third episode of Sonic Underground. Underground. Um, and, uh, well, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, before that, though, like, how was, your, how was your week, Nick? How was your Sonic week? My Sonic week was great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know... You and I did a lot of work uh, getting ready to launch the podcast, and that yeah. was really fun. Uh, this is going to be, you know, whatever. Don't talk shop. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was fun, and I, I actually went back and played a little bit of Sonic number one. I did the same thing. Well, it's like we, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Like, I was curious, and, I, and I, 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 I found a way to do that and spend a little time with it. And I, we, we, we talked a little bit about how we would like to talk about the games sooner than later. Yeah, and I actually had never played that game all the way through i had like picked it up and done stuff with it did uh, you play it all the way through no 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 not okay, yet okay uh but i i've never i never have okay. I've, I've played a little bit of it i had picked it up as a kid yeah. and you know obviously it's uh without a booklet yeah it has no it gives you no context at all just like yeah, a lot of those old right games. in there yeah and uh i had that same experience this time when i picked it up and started playing and was like just like why is there absolutely no context for any of this <laughs> uh but i looked it up and there is some really interesting context we'll talk about it more when we get to our episode about it yeah uh, like which i think for you guys we're planning on doing that on episode five so if you would like to refresh your memory on that game you can play uh sonic one which is uh available on the app store for sure mm-hmm. with touch controls that are uh, you know yeah. and then uh wherever else you can find that game maybe you can dust off your old genesis yeah yeah uh and but one little sneak preview is that it is canon information according to the japanese booklet on the first sonic uh-huh. game that sonic speed comes from his shoes what yeah it says that he's able to run fast because of his power sneakers i was super 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 surprised by that i'm stunned yeah i'm stunned by that information i had no idea mm-hmm. and it also seems it's interesting that that doesn't get uh, that his shoes are not seen as an as an object that's desirable. Yeah, and uh, and that and that in in Sonic Underground, Manic has ident- almost identical shoes to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his are laced uh, lace ups instead of strap overs. But I guess they're not power. But they're sneakers. not a big deal. The powers come. So they're so. This is this is one of the fascinating things about this character yeah. is how many times he has been 
effectively rebooted without making a big or reshoed yeah without making like a big deal about it mm-hmm. but there's not i yeah we gotta fit like i i still don't have a sense of like how many different versions of sonic are there yes in what ways do they differ why why and how many of them exist on different like uh planes like which sonics line up with which sonics that's something that i want yeah, to get exactly. into eventually and one of the things that'll be cool with this like approach of trying to sort of holistically understand all of him yeah <laughs> that you guys are coming with us on hopefully yeah um but uh as for this episode yep the title of it already kicked off kicked oh, off boy. strong with the title harmony or, or something, something. <laughs> <laughs> i uh i had the, i had a moment where i was like i wonder if the if they're like their plan here is to make the title sound like sonic wrote them yeah maybe mm-hmm. well i i glanced at a few of the upcoming titles okay and then immediately made myself forget them because okay. they felt entirely too powerful to perceive <laughs> just in the form of a netflix list oh my gosh on netflix just the premise of episode four is already making me like freak out yeah i don't want to know about that right yeah. now like i like i kind of wish there like at least the ways i interface with netflix i always wind up reading stuff i don't want to know like i don't want to know the name of the episode before i see it i don't want to yeah. read the description before i press play mm-hmm. like i i hate the extent that it tries to be like hey did you know this I'm like no i don't uh, no i don't know it that's why i'm about to watch the show you've already got a countdown about to force me to watch that episode exactly you to tell me about don't it. include the description right there uh, <laughs> it's like well i've watched 12 episodes of this particular program but i think i'm gonna bail on the 13th unless i have an appropriate amount of information unless there's a really good hook on this yeah one. they're gonna really need to tempt me so anyway but so yeah i don't know I don't know about the, the title pattern, but this definitely <laughs> sounds like something. Sonic is extremely sarcastic in this episode. Yes. He's very sassy. He's sarcastic, but also a couple of traits that are, are becoming more sharp and more heightened that I think are positive traits. Yeah. A couple of, that are making some stuff really clear. Uh, a quick, so I'll do a quick like summary of what right. happened in yes, this episode. Please. So it's called Harmony or something, and it is uh, directly related mostly to the harmony of the three siblings Mm -hmm. we're continuing in the vein of episode two where we're kind of learning about them and also learning about how they're going to work as a team yeah so this episode starts with uh them still in the place where they met that monk uh thelonius is that what they call him i think that's his name thelonius in uh the last episode yes it's definitely thelonius um thelonius monk the jazz artist yeah they're they're uh we find out after a few moments because the first thing we see is them fighting a dragon. Yes. Um, so so they fight a dragon. They determine that the dragon is an air elemental, and so they have to use Earth <laughs> to destroy it, which we'll get into later. Um, the They defeat the dragon. They go back to the castle. They talk to Thelonious. They find out that uh, one of the rebels that worked with Sonic uh, has been captured. His name was Trevor. Yeah. So they decide they're going to go capture Trevor and... Uh, or not capture him. <laughs> Release him from capture. Yeah. Re- recapture him. They're going to save Trevor. Yeah. In the process of doing that, while they're doing that, the Oracle gets attacked by the henchmen. Yeah. Of Eggman. Yep. And then, uh, so they have to then go save the Oracle. <clears throat> they go to do that. They come face to face with their mother for a second. Yeah. Talks to them. It, yeah. Like as a, as a spirit projection or something. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah. And then uh, they save the Oracle. They learn about... Uh, the power of manic which is that he is an earthbender yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh and then they find we find out they don't but we find out with some dramatic irony at the end that uh, apparently the whole thing was a little bit of a test yeah like uh, yes can we talk about the end of this episode before we talk about the rest of it let's now let's start there let's just yes. start there mm-hmm. because that like 
the way that it ends with their mom standing next to the Oracle Delphius. Totally solid, totally just like right there. She's there. there. They know each other. They're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like, uh, she says, Robotnik couldn't have destroyed you. And the yeah. Oracle says, but your children didn't know that. What? Yeah. So the the prophecy. So this is. I'm I'm thinking that this is maybe the end of like the act one, right? Like this is yeah. In traditional cartoon style, act two is going to be very very long. Okay, uh, sure. And that this act one of the like introduction of the stakes and the situation. Yeah. I think we finally maybe have a grasp on everything that's going on. We've and established I established all their powers. Of, yeah. I might eat my words going it, forward. We'll see. There could be a major change, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the questions I still had from episode one and two got answered in this one. Okay. Uh, those questions being things like, uh, what exactly is going on with their mom? Yeah. Uh, how much does, is the Oracle involved in their training? Uh Stuff like that. And what we learned from that, from this section is a a confirmation that something that we'd heard before in episode one and kind of hinted at in the theme song. Yeah. That part of the prophecy is that she just has to stay away from them. Right. Exactly. Like she's not, I thought about that a lot too, because she's not actually like in captivity no she's not in danger at all it seems right they they don't need to they don't actually the song seems to imply and the story seems to imply that they need to save her yes but they don't need to save her right not yet apparently yeah not yet at least maybe that will change but but she seems to be perfectly safe and in charge of herself and her person and working with the oracle and it seems to be the more important thing is that they think that these things are happening so that they become a team and manifest their powers and go through a journey of bonding and friendship or whatever. So I want to compare this uh, arc, this story, yeah. to Harry Potter, actually. Um, uh-huh. So think of the Oracle like as Dumbledore, right? Okay. He is a... That's very easy for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's, you know, a magic dude who knows a lot. Wrinkly, robes. <laughs> a lizard man. A lizard man. Mm-hmm. Yes, like all, all powerful people. They cut, that, they cut that out in the movie, but it was always there. <laughs> Um, J.K. Rowling never said that he was a lizard man, but she didn't say he wasn't a lizard man. You heard it here first. (laughs) Also, nobody gets that successful without being part of the Illuminati, and the Illuminati are all lizard people, so obviously, that's like... Anyway, so uh, what this is, is a story about uh, people in power manipulating children in order to stop a greater force. Wow. And that's what Harry Potter is about, at its core, is a Mm -hmm. a bunch of older people manipulating a child into uh, fulfilling a prophecy to save the world. Holy smokes. the exact plot of Harry Potter. And they do have very, very different ultimate plots. But at at court, you know, Robotnik's Voldemort, it's the same, it's that kind of path. Yeah, okay. And I think that's, uh, what we're seeing is kind of a sped up version of the beginning of that, I think, because it's been made very clear. Yes. (laughs) Sped up. And, uh, And also now all of their powers are just like there. Yep. Right. We know now that their powers are based on uh, this idea of harmony, mm-hmm. which means they have to be, I guess, just getting along. Yeah, exactly. Because anytime they fight, and that's interesting, there are a number of in- a number of instances where they begin to play their instruments and use them as weapons and shoot laser beams out of them or cause giant boulders to fly up in the air by playing a drum beat. <laughs> yes. And then one of them is like, whatever. Usually Sonic is yeah. the one who's like, I don't like it. And then they, all their instruments disappear. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they lose harmony, they can't even use their instruments at all. Sonic has a moment where he says, all this focusing is making my head hurt. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that is in line with what we know about him so far. And which, I don't... Uh, I was also wondering about the 
so I was thinking about this is I guess this is just where my head has been at yeah. these books thinking about the way Percy Jackson represents like a kid with dyslexia and like this okay. like idea of representing some of the kids that are going to be engaging with it yeah, and I yeah. think about Sonic almost as uh, having parts of him that are reflected in some issues for kids like with ADD or stuff like that where they have trouble focusing and yeah. want to continue doing new things and moving forward and like uh, have trouble settling down and I that, wonder mm-hmm. and I wonder if there's something really actually nice about the fact that even though there's shown to be flaws to that, that's shown as a really major strength of Sonic's. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we what can we infer about that uh, regarding Sonic's increased popularity as the internet has increasingly embedded itself yeah. in our lives and fractured our attention mm-hmm. and so forth? I, I don't know. Um, what he does is appealing. The ability to just keep moving forward. Yeah. But he also has a, a really great ability to apologize, and that's what I was going to talk about. Right, how he immediately, as soon as he breaks their collective spell apologizes yeah sorry guys it's like oh i recognize that i did the wrong thing yeah yeah this sonic and i i'm already eating my words episode one where i was like when he talks he's unlikable which Mm -hmm. was like such a silly thing to say especially in context of even these three episodes which have shown him to be like almost the mediator already yeah yeah specifically like they they break the spell uh, towards the beginning and he says oh boy i blew it (laughs) sorry manic and like immediately apologizes yeah and really does have he gets carried away by things. He yeah. gets caught up in the emotion of a moment or in the, the you know, the, just that, that like very personal, like, I don't like this right now. Mm-hmm. This very childlike kind of tantrum almost. Yeah. But then shows the way that you go, oh, whoops, we can't help but do the wrong thing sometimes. But we can, I mean, the, the thing we can do is correct and make amends. Which is such like smart writing yeah it really is <laughs> yeah it's, and it also it manages to do that without it even being a like now sonic is apologizing it was like okay we're gonna keep moving yep. but we are gonna make this little statement and i loved that yeah that so really much cool. stuff happens but we talked about that in the last one like there are so many of these quiet little moments that you mm-hmm. can almost miss yeah because they don't they de-escalate what could be a conflict and i, I almost feel like maybe this isn't the case for for kids television but like modern adult television is all about Mm-hmm. insignificant disagreements escalating escalating endlessly yeah and never being resolved without great pain or suffering it's one of my biggest complaints about uh fiction and the fiction that be- that becomes uh trouble is, yeah it's just that a-, a lot of the time there will be totally manageable and fixable situations yep. allowed to grow way out of proportion just because people aren't talking to each nobody's other nobody's saying anything yeah yep. and this is already kind of the the weirdest tension we have is that they're, the adults are keeping a lot of secrets from them. Yes. Uh, the adults being the Oracle and their mother. Yeah. Uh, because they think of their quest as trying to find their mom. That's right. That's like the frame here. Yep. They're training so that they can find her. At least at least the theme song, that's kind of what it that's, pushes me Yeah, that's the sense that we've been given anyway. Right now, it seems like they're mostly just think, oh, we're training eventually to defeat Robotnik, I guess. Yeah, that's an element too. And, mm-hmm. and almost a sort of like, we must defeat Robotnik in order to save our mom. Is kind of the feeling that I get, but it is kind of maybe not articulated even that well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the main through line of their relationship is stealing. We can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, this is one of the great, <laughs> yeah. The, the the moral of this episode is that Sonya learns to steal. Mm-hmm. She, she learns that it's okay to steal uh, from despots. Well, they, <laughs> they, they learned about relative morality is what they yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they. I mean, it really, because... Uh, and, and this is another perfect example of that thing is that she she and Sonic both give Manic a really hard time about stealing 
at the beginning. Um, like multiple times they are like, he has shown taking things or grabbing things yep. and they are, uh, criticizing him for it, like getting on to him about it. Yep. And he's, he has this kind of like, whatever, like who cares? Yeah. Fine. Stop criticizing me. Stop making fun of me, but not in a super heavy way. He doesn't take super offense. Right. And then, uh, as soon as it becomes clear that they need to steal something in order to move on, uh-huh. uh, Sonia goes point made. Yeah, I guess we're borrowing it. Yeah, yeah. She says, we need to steal a ship. And then Manic says, like, oh, I thought stealing was wrong. Yeah. And she just goes, point made. And yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. It was amazing. And then that exact same thing happens two more times. Yes. Two more times where they're like, oh, man, it would have been great if we had stolen something. And Manic is like, oh, I did steal something. Oh, you mean the thing we need to get into the ship is a frequency harmonizer. Guess what this is? (laughs) Frequency harmonizer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weird laugh but he's very he's very self-assured yeah he's he's totally confident and, and he's giving them a hard time but he never seems like like upset about it at all no he, he brags about like oh you, we need the mouse patrol yeah. what's the mouse patrol and it's like oh, this is how we break into the air ducts and steal things from robotnik this is the first thing that kids are taught oh my god that see, so that was that was I've heard there's been stuff like this in some other stories before and every time it comes up it feels so brutal yes. is that it's like yeah when kids join the rebellion which is like how does that happen yeah as soon the first thing we teach them is how to go through Robotnik's air ducts yeah. and steal things yeah whoa whoa because they're small and they can sneak around yeah and geez and so then the third the third time it happens is uh, honestly the best one because even though this point has already been made twice yeah manic brings it up just to make sure they get it uh-huh and he's like oh man wouldn't it be great if we had like uh an, an override key for this door yeah and they're like yeah that would be great and he's like yeah if only you guys hadn't told me to steal not to steal i would have <laughs> and they were like why why'd you listen to sonic goes why did you listen to me <laughs> and then and then manic digs around in his backpack and goes <laughs> i didn't and <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It was so good. And then he pulls out the override key and saves them from the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that's another thing. So maybe I just have a negative opinion of children's TV show in general. Like I've just assumed something negative about it. Yeah. But the <clears> plotting <throat> in this and, and the escalation that does happen all actually makes really good sense. Yep. Like it was like they stole one of Robotnik's ships to get out of his base. And yep. so then Robotnik, because he's a robot overlord. Yes. Just like takes control of the ship from, from afar. Yeah. Thanks to the Internet of Things. Yeah. He has access and total control over the device that it's like, he owns. Yeah. If he can open somebody's brain to get stuff out, yes. he can definitely control one of his own ships remotely. Yeah, and he's just like smug about that too. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, they took they took one of our ships, and he goes, perfect. Like, great. Uh, you walked right into a trap. And he said they, they t- overrides the controls, and then it, and then he comes on their their TV screen and is like well, you might like to know that the ship's self-destruct sequence has been activated. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> you might enjoy that. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Yes. And I, then... The last thing I had about stealing was that Ugh. Sonic berating Manic for stealing. Like, you can't steal. That's wrong. And I remembered all the bombs that he dropped yeah. in a military base. Yeah. Like, And I guess that's different, kind of. But it's interesting to me that Sonic is okay destroying property but not stealing it and also uh manic says that he learned this in the rebellion which sonic yeah sonic was the, like one of the major parts of it in. yeah but i don't yeah there's not enough detail to put all that together he's one of the like 
because I, I thought the implication with Manic was just that he had grown up in a thief family, right? Not exactly. A rebellious not family. that they were part of the rebellion, but, but apparently I, they were. I guess they are. But then maybe maybe Sonic doesn't even know that. Maybe the rebellion is so multi tentacular yeah. that they, you know, their secrets being. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But that's the problem with rebellions, right? Is they have a hard time. If they have uniting. To, they have to be fractured. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the dragon. Okay. Let's talk about the dragon. So this really cracks open. So I'd made the joke about earthbending. Yes. And then this episode kind of implies that maybe there's a little bit of that going on, a little bit of Pokemon type matchups yeah. going on in their monsters. Uh-huh. Among other Pokemon references, I did note that Robotnik looks exactly like a Pokeball. <laughs> Three legs and arms and a weird head. Like he It is. looks like if a Pokeball turned into a starfish. Yeah, <laughs> and that's <Kendra> mustache. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. I'm Star You. <laughs> oh, welcome to my new Star You nightmare. I don't know. Hello, Sonic. <laughs> it's me, a Pokemon, very normal. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, but but yeah, the type matchups. Like they say, well, so they're fighting a dragon, mm-hmm. and they are. We don't know how to get there. We still don't know whether these, like, training scenarios are actual places. Or, or if they're just teleported. It, it, or, like, are holograms. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is it is it, a, is it, a, is it a mental thing? Or the, is there really a place where dragons live? And I guess there must be. Yeah. Because Sonya says, like, so the, so she's like, I think it's an air elemental. And, and Sonya's <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Wait, what's that, though? And he says, where do you get this stuff? And she says, school. We like to call it school. Yeah. So, so they have a, they have an, a physics system in their universe based on elements. Yep, and their weaknesses to each other mm-hmm. that is so pervasive that they teach it in school. Which means, like, what element are they? Right? Like, that's a great question. Are they different elements? Are they the same? Because this elemental thing is apparently so powerful that the dragon is not allowed to touch the ground. Yes. Even if it's not on the ground anymore, any right. part of the ground, if it touches the dragon, he will just explode. He, yeah. He gets hit. It's, Manic uses his drum kit to send a boulder up in the air to hit the dragon. The dragon immediately freezes in place, is electrocuted, and then explodes. Yeah. Completely gone. It was like critical hit nonsense. That's the only mention of it we have. And then it didn't even come up later in the episode. So... I'm hoping we get to see more of how that plays out and how that works. And is that something that, like, certain monsters are elemental types, but then not all of them? Like, you know, maybe maybe that's not everybody has a type, but yeah. that was of weird detail. There's so many weird details. That's, that's yeah, there's so many, so many things that are uh, apparently trying to, like, flesh out the world. Yeah. But it's... It leaves you wondering how all of these things could be important or how yeah. all of these things could tie together. Yep. Uh, because there... It's we've got all of these details uh, connected to the technology and all of yep. this detail connected to the magic. Yep. Uh, Thelonious has a moment that's very force-like when he feels the death of yes, people. Yes, exactly. So they so they go back after defeating the dragon, and he 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 shows up and he says, "You seem disappointed." <laughs> uh, to Manic, like, what is uh, that? That the others seem to have a power, but you didn't. Yeah. And Manic says, "Yeah, I guess so." And then. He calls him Manic the Earthshaker. Yeah, that like I wrote that down too. You have the greatest power of all and title. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, Manic the Earthshaker. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool, and his ability is crazy. He like makes that earthquake later on. Yes, he makes stuff fall from the ceiling. He apparently has control over the direction of the earthquake as yeah. long as he focuses like he yep. says i have to project it outward which i thought was a really interesting choice of words yes exactly um it's almost like this uh, so 
you know, drummers uh, get a lot of crap in rock bands. There's <laughs> if you're in a band, everybody jokes about how stupid the drummer is. Really? That's like a that. I mean, it used to be a thing. I don't know. But I I think it is still sort of a trope. Yeah. That the drummer is the dumbest one. Okay. When in fact the drummer is the foundation of an entire musical operation. It keeps everybody on track and is often an amazing like has to do way more than anybody else has to do. Yeah. And so I I almost felt like, obviously some of the people involved in making this are musicians and have a history of making rock music. And I sort of felt like there's a little bit of like taking vengeance on (laughs) the negative stereotypes of drummers Uh to give this like really chill drummer the most amazing power of all. And it's also weird because the like Sonic and Sonya can pick up their instruments and use them as lasers. Yes. Laser guns. Yep. And his, obviously, you couldn't do that. Like, there's no way for you to do that with a drum set. Yeah. So, they had to give him something, and so they just decided to give him just this incredible power. <laughs> so, so, so far, our powers are the Sonic can go really fast, Sonya can flip really well. Yeah. And Manic can move the earth. It can crack open the earth and send it flying. <laughs> um, but another thing is that Sonya also lifted a rock. With her spinning power. Yeah, a little In the last rock. episode. Yeah. Like, she lifted a small stone and threw it. Mm-hmm. So, there's some kind of manipulation of at least the Earth that they are maybe collectively able to do. Yeah. And I imagine that their powers are going to escalate as this sort of thing does. Yeah. It, it, and I, I'm curious to see... I mean, are they going to have to get a new planet before this thing is over? <laughs> yeah. And they warn Manic that... Uh, your power, like, while you have control over a lot, yeah. because of how much you have control over it, you can push it too hard and lose control easier. Yep. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Th- there is this really major clash in Sonic, at least based on this show, especially, and then also in some of its original stuff, of um, nature meeting technology. Yes. That's, like, yeah. a that's a, a big theme even in the original game. Yeah. Which is this idea of all of these small animals being conscripted into service as robot monsters yep uh and that's i mean that's exactly what's happening in this one is animals being conscripted into service Mm -hmm. as robots Mm -hmm. and uh and then we have here them learning how to use magic like uh straight up like magic connected to everybody powers that are connected to the earth and yes a very naturalistic sort of magic almost always being like the opposite of technology in this sort of arrangement so they are imbued with a a a contrary force yes but then their power is being channeled through a a, what is a piece of technology apparently so yeah Yeah, the very high-tech looking instruments yeah so Uh, they're being summoned by magic they're being summoned by this like wiggly force that is either harmony or something Uh uh-huh yeah and uh they are but they are Fighting on the side of nature. Yeah. On the side yeah, of and they get trained by a, a Tarzan <laughs> They in get the trained woods. by a Tarzan, yeah. And we're very natural. Can't get more natural than Tarzan, really. Yeah, that's true. They get um, trained by a Tarzan, and then they get trained by a Yoda. Exactly. And the Yoda, so as you as you brought up, he detects that people are being killed. Mm-hmm. Like, he says, he, like, kind of, like, gets faint for a second and is like, oh, many souls. Oh, his voice is like, Many souls in Robotropolis. <laughs> like, he's got this deep monster voice. Yeah. Uh, many souls in Robotropolis have been lost. And then he wiggle projects out into the room a vision of a building being blown up mm-hmm. in Robotropolis. Uh, question. Even though they have been ter- even though they have been roboticized, do they still have souls? Do they still 
Well, I mean, do they like, even still he, have any will? Well, and de- but when he says many souls have been lost, I just wondered oh. to what extent are there cyborg people? Because because they also does say... Does he mean dead or does he mean transformed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, and, and then something's being blown up, so we can assume they're being killed that way, but we don't understand the conflict or what's going on. Yeah. Um. Can you piece half of a body back together with and, robot and, parts? Right. And when they see Lady Windermere... Uh, She's vacant. It's a horrible, like, horrible moment where... Uh, one of the other major bombshells of this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Which is that the, it, Bartleby, who we assumed was Sonya's butler. <laughs> Just because he was being dragged along with her. Yeah, he's like, oh, now we have to go here. Oh, uh, He it, did it, seem too spoiled for a butler. He absolutely seemed too spoiled, but... That's Sonya's fiancé. Apparently they're engaged. He talks to Robotnik, and Robotnik reveals one of the most startling pieces of information yeah. yet. So, it, it, I mean, that I mean that alone. So, yes, we're going to have to talk about this for a second, because I yeah. think it is both the craziest moment and also kind of the funniest moment of yeah. the episode. Yeah. Because they're, they're there talking, and Robotnik is asking him, like, do you know where they are? Right. And he is like, no, I have no idea where everybody is. I have no idea where Sonya is. Uh-huh. Um... I am totally on your side, and my regular payments to you should cover that. Yes. And and Robotnik is like, but you're her fiance. Uh huh. <laughs> and it does that like, present a conflict of interest? Yeah. And, and it, it was like, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> are they older than we thought, or are they getting engaged as as young teens? I don't know. I need to know the answer to that very badly. Like, how old are they? Oh, and it might be a royal family, like, you get engaged at a young age, and well, then you're Well, she's not enga- royal family. They didn't know. <sighs> she she just was, what? she was just in a noble family. She was a Windermere. Okay, sh- okay, so, yes, but noble. So, like, nobility, though, can be, it might, it has been a thing in previous, like, aristocratic environments that people are betrothed for a long time before they actually get married, because it's, to, you know, to, uh, What if... What if Sonic's last name is Hedgehog because that's the term they use for bastard? Like they use your whoa because because we she we don't know her last name and we don't know his last name whoa but just like having him dropped off somewhere and then not having a last name and she keeps referring to him as Sonic Hedgehog. Oh my goodness! What, what? if whoa. they gave him his animal name as his last name because he doesn't have a family name <gasps> like John Snow? Yeah, exactly. Like he was born of the snow. Yeah, exactly. Whoa! I don't know if that's real or not. Do we ever meet Sonic's parents? And in I, any of the media, I have to know, other than this mom. I don't know. If anyone has any hot tips on where else we can learn about Sonic's parents. Yeah, tell me about Sonic's last name, yo. Yeah, because they don't... Yeah, because so far, anyway, yeah, nobody besides Sonic gets called by a surname. Because we know there are multiple hedgehogs. Should we assume that Sonya's last name is Windermere? That's what I'm saying. That's what like, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. And Manic's last name is Earthshaker. Yeah. So <laughs> we get that. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. That's really cool. Um, and then in a certain way, that would, if that were the case, Sonya would be kind of condescending to him to emphasize that. Yeah. Like that they don't have a shared family name or and something. And she is. She refers to Sonic, him as Sonic Hedgehog constantly. In this like, like mean way. Like I am in control. Like how, yeah. like almost like saying a, a kid's middle name. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's really interesting. That is really interesting. Um, but then when we see Lady Windermere, and she's been roboticized, she, uh, she brings tea or whatever. She brings a beverage in to Robotnik and Bartleby. And Bartleby's, like, obviously, like, scared and kind of grossed out by this. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. It's not nice being presented with the consequences of my actions. Yeah, yeah. But Windermere is just a vacant servant robot. 
And then Sonya makes to, like, go and get her. Mm -hmm. And Manic says, listen, man, once once they're gone, it's too late. Yeah. Or, like, there's no going back, I think he says. Yeah. Like, whoa. So, the question of just, like, well, what are they still? Like, how much of them is the, like, anthropomorphic entity that they were? And what extent is just robot? And what is the nature of the soul, etc.? Hopefully, we'll cover that. <laughs> yeah, can we just hopefully cover the nature of the soul will, in the Sonic Hedgehog? Hopefully, this show will reveal the nature of the soul mm-hmm. by the end. What because, is our purpose? Because it is sort of weirdly deep, and uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna I, get there. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready to receive that knowledge. <laughs> so, um, one other thing too is that now Bartleby is a really interesting character to me. Yep. Especially because of the line. Because my first thought in this situation was like, oh, it's being revealed that her fiance sucks and that everything in her system before was maybe contributing to this but she says that he always walks a fine line which is like what do you mean yeah so what it seems to mean Mm -hmm. is that he has been paying robotnik like involuntarily yes in order to stay at his level yeah but maybe maybe quietly fighting him yeah, it could very well be. And then his nerves, when presented with the robot, could be yeah. part of that, too. Is this, like, he could be a source of income for the Rebellion if they need it. Yeah. Ultimately, if they can get him on their side. Yeah, that might be. Yeah. And so he's trying to trying to work both sides and, and be... Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing that struck me in that scene was the extent to which Robotnik acted differently talking to Bartleby. He was mm-hmm. much more refined in his presentation. Yeah. And at one point, when, when he said... Talking about Lady Windermere, he's like, she opposed me. That is in such poor taste. Yeah. Whoa. Very Hannibal. Yeah. Very, yeah. And uh, and that's not... I, d- I hadn't gotten that impression of him. Because up to now, we've seen him with Dingo and Sleet, where he mostly just acts like a tantrum <laughs> baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like yelling at them and telling them what to do. But it's, cause he, but it's also because he doesn't need their approval at all. Yep. These nobles, he is kind of indebted to them that's true they yeah. are paying him and that's what's keeping him in power mm-hmm. it's like a cycle of his fear uh-huh. and they're paying so he, he they've does got also, a super pack yeah at some point he had to win these people over yeah right so he has to be good at that stuff yeah he has to be good at that uh whining and dining yeah that's it's that's that's and all of this happens very fast mm-hmm. there's a lot of this like deeper characterization that's going on that's being done in very small strokes. Yeah, it almost makes me nervous because it's like there isn't a lot of super funny stuff to talk about in this episode. Like it's funny and silly. yeah, we're not making a lot of goofs because it, this episode had a lot going on. Uh, yeah, that's just genuinely interesting. There's a lot of plot. Yeah, like a lot of really good and and in like thirty or forty five seconds, so much can happen in this show. <laughs> yeah, that's only four pages of notes, and it manages like, <laughs> to do that based in, almost entirely off of script. Yeah, because the animation is not doing it a lot of favors. Yeah, that's true. And I, even it's, though it's not bad, like. It's not bad, but no. a lot of what's the most interesting stuff is just them like standing and talking to each other. In yes. Principle. Yeah. And then, and then they, because they have to work with so little, sometimes that is what makes it really interesting. Like we talked about last episode with the facial expression shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I was wondering about that just in terms of like, uh, how much of this does the right, is the writing carrying, right? Yeah. Like, um, because it is really, really strong. It, it actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it is, um, there's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of action. There's plenty of interest. There's st- interesting stuff happening on every level. But yeah. at least for me, as an allegedly grown adult, <laughs> like the thing that has got me hooked now is this stuff. Like this, yeah. like wow, look at that interesting little moment that they had. Look at this this conversation that happened so fast but said so much. 
and is being reinforced over time. Mm-hmm. This stuff's not accidental. Yeah. Like, it, it, whatever you want else you want to say about it, like, they're trying to make these interesting characters. They're trying to do something. Yeah. And I still don't know exactly what it is. Right, right. Because, like, episode two had a lot more just sort of like, oh, here's a weird action moment. Hey, what about this? Now we're going to fly to the sky. Like, just telep- just silly stuff. And episode three is like, here's a political drama. Yeah. Like, now you're getting to see how this system is being perpetuated and how it works. Yeah. And, and getting to know sort of how Robotnik stuff works. And it's like, uh, I don't know. And there's also something really interesting about uh, the episode starting with the monk asking them not to leave because their training isn't done. Yeah. And like, please stay, like, don't go. Yep. And then ending with, this was kind of a plan all along. Yeah. I- implying that part of their training was that they had to make the active decision to leave their training. They keep doing that, yeah. They yeah. keep going, oh, are you sure you want to do this thing we're telling you not to do? Okay, good for you. Yeah, they're trusting yeah. in their impulses, especially Sonic. He's yep. trusting in this, no, no, dude, I have to go save my friend Trevor. I, and I think, you know, that obviously that can go that can go wrong, but but it's my opinion that one of the most important things you can do to someone as they're, or do for someone as they are growing up or as you're working with them or whatever mm-hmm. is like, confirm their agency yeah right like tell a kid that they can trust themselves and if they make a mistake it's not because they weren't trustworthy or maybe they needed to think differently about it or whatever yeah but it's like we're doing everything we can to raise you right so if you have a strong feeling about something you got to trust that and then judge for yourself what the feedback was or we'll tell you you know oh you should ultimately you shouldn't have done that or whatever yeah um, helping people determine their own path exactly and blaze forward and sonic is helping the other two with that a little bit accidentally yep um and but uh, manic also has a really great grasp of this it seems like he like knows what he's good at and he's comfortable doing it yeah they're yeah yeah even when the guy was like i bet you feel so bad about the fact that you didn't have a power manic was like yeah i mean i mean like yeah i guess it bothered me a little yeah but i mean okay we did get we did get a vulnerable moment last episode because he did like almost leave right he's like i just feel like i don't even fit in here but then he accepted like he was like okay but i'm still part of the team I guess. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting stuff. I mean, this is a good. This is a good episode. Yeah. And like rewatching it revealed more of that. Yeah. That's what feels really weird about this whole thing. And 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 again, my initial skepticism about like, oh, don't make me watch a silly show. It's mm-hmm. like, no, this is actually really good. And it was me not being willing to listen and look at it. Yeah. Was the problem. And I th- I think about how um, one of the things that I think I thought about the process of getting to know Sonic, not that we're very far into it, yeah. but was that like, oh, under scrutiny, this will fall apart. Not just this show, but Sonic in general. This idea that a lot of us like it because we have just like passively been consuming Sonic since we were kids. Yeah. And these ideas are funny or these like things are cool. Yeah. But that like, it w- I would, I was almost nervous that a- some of my like love of Sonic would like dissipate a little if sure. once I started having to be like, oh, this is what it actually like is. <laughs> but I... Uh, but like even whoever the team was which i didn't do as much research as i wanted to little i didn't do as much research as i wanted to yeah. uh last time into like who is this team and who made it and we will definitely talk yes. about that at some point yeah is that like uh this team was trying to craft something exciting for them or engaging for them out of a bunch of disparate parts that were probably yeah. given to them by somebody who was like you need these things in it you need sonic the hedgehog we right. are branding a show it's like the future. This is someone's labor of love. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 
which feels um, like it anyway yeah which i don't think always feels that way in children's cartoons certainly not it can often feel like somebody is just making something for the dollar yep <laughs> for the f- to make money yeah. and this doesn't feel like that at all i agree with that yeah so a couple of the funny moments that I wrote down yeah. were at the beginning when they see their training and Robotnik's watching the footage of them training, which who recorded that? I don't know. <laughs> where is that? I don't know. But We found this on the ship. But we I recovered be- this from the ship. Yeah, I said. guess so, right. What ship? What ship? What are you talking about? That camera was very close to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, but he, I believe he says, the Oracle is up to this. Yeah. Which is a very funny thing to say. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite straight jokes in this episode was when, uh, they say all the entrances are closed and Manic yeah. goes, so let's just go out and exit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I love that joke. I love that joke. Yeah. And then when, when, when they're just like, oh, good one. Good one. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, one other little little fragment uh, Sonia Sonia Dingo ship watch uh-huh. was when they like show up and they're like we found you in the Oracle cave and we're gonna kill you look at our army of robots and our two lasers and yeah. then uh, Sonic and Sonia immediately shoot the weapons out of Dingo and Sleet's hands yeah. and then Dingo just goes nice shot Sonia yeah I love that <laughs> <laughs> he's just proud of her it was so cute it's very cute I hope that they don't They. I'm like nervous this is gonna get ruined for me like, uh, yeah. because I actually like it but I want it to stay exactly where it is which is that he like keeps getting beat up yeah and, and it I keeps being that not reinforced happen. that he should act this way right exactly i'm nervous that it's gonna like i don't want it to be any cuter than it is and i yeah. also don't want it to be any creepier than it is i'm afraid that is that's a fine line to walk it's a fine line to walk that, that they, that's gonna... they've already failed at the beginning yeah and they managed to win me over a little bit with some of these jokes which are funny yeah but I do not want anything like an actual romance to even look like it's blossoming. hundred percent completely. Yeah. It can never happen. Uh, okay. One of the great things with, with Sleet and what's the other guy's name? Sleet and Dingo. Dingo. Thank you. I, I don't know why I can't remember their names yet. Um, uh, they're when they're looking for them and they look at the monitors and Sleet says, it all looks the same. He's like, it all looks the same. White. <laughs> like, and he says it I was so like, fast. Oh, are you talking about the media landscape of the 1990s? <laughs> <laughs> but it, he was it, looking at a bunch of TVs. I was like, "What a statement!" Yeah, yeah. But then Dingo's like, "Not over here," because he's looking at Sonya. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But just Dingo like, goes, "Are we there yet?" And Sleet says, "Well, not in your case." Yeah, and I, I didn't even understand exactly what he was saying. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> I think he just meant like he hadn't quite put it together yet. Yeah, like no, you're a little slow. Like but, we're obviously there, but it, Dingo made uh, such a sad face, and it was given it, like a shot of just his unmoving, mm, terrified face. Nick just if, made the face really really well for well, those what, of you oh yeah this is not a visual medium but i, I did nail it um, <laughs> yeah. what if uh what if dingo like joins their side eventually S- yes sleep yes is so mean to him mm-hmm. and their partnership cannot persist if there is movement in this story well that's what it feels like well there's like well robotnik's being mean to both of them but especially sleet who's in charge exactly and then sleet is kind of passing that down to dingo yep. tr- typical bullying trickle down trickle down mm-hmm. path but um but there was a really cute moment when they were both getting yelled at at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, where Sleet, like, was resting his hand on Dingo's back in one of the shots. It was kind That's of That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, I was oh, like, hold on there, bud. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they are friends. I think, yeah. It's uh, just so, their dynamic. And, you know, it's hard to work with people uh, over time. And it's just, situations get stressful, especially when you're threatened with death mm-hmm. on an episode by episode basis. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, they're contractors, you know? Yeah. They're doing a job. Exactly. They don't have to be really great friends. I loved it when Sonic said, uh, sorry, Big D, gotta do. <laughs> when they're talking to, uh, uh, 
I think that's what he said. It was he. See, he there are several instances where he speaks so quickly that I do not. I I don't. What was ke- the part for this? Who's Big D? That was that was the 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 friar the the monk uh, when they're he's like no you can't go save Trevor and I think he says why would he say Big D? I don't know and he might have said Big T. I, I think he, he, I, he, he probably did. said Big T. I think he said Big T. But yeah. I, I I thought that he said gotta go and when I heard it the second time I'm pretty sure he says gotta do gotta do yeah. Uh, it's like that part. It's like when he spoke in like really broken, quick language when he was trapped by the robot. Yeah. Like he's just like, I'm going to say exactly the words you need to get this information. Yeah. As quickly as possible. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it when Sonya is like, you might be the most annoying something, something, something. And he says, gee, I wish I had time for this flattery, but <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> this flattery was too slow. Yeah, exactly. And and there are several instances where Sonic, like a scene opens on Sonic's tapping foot. And he's like, come on, come on, I'm waiting. Yeah. I love that ambient uh, impatience that Sonic has. Which is reflected in the show itself that moves almost too quickly to follow. Yes. The only reason that I have any grasp of what's going on in this universe or between these characters is because I'm watching it multiple times. Absolutely. It is It is going by so quickly. Like, we're, we're what, an hour in to yeah. the show now. I um, guess so. Yeah. Total. Just about. Uh, and wow. this is... Normally, I feel like an hour into, like, a movie or even a TV show, this it would be moving at a... a not this pace. It's breakneck speed. It's yeah. as fast as it can go. Uh-huh. And yeah. but that's that's what I'm wondering about is like uh there has to be a part a point where that slows down, right? For a cartoon to continue just like going. I guess so. It it has to slow down or we're going to get like crazy soap opera stuff changing yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I don't know. And I guess so far we've had like two well, they've all had a bunch of stuff in them though like yeah all three so far i don't know all three have been jam-packed yeah exactly um okay you want to get start wrapping up yeah almost <laughs> yes oh, there's just so much i mean there's just so much cool stuff i don't know uh can i say a couple more things yes no we're gonna wrap up all right yeah. all right it's good let's let's wrap up okay 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 uh, i actually really i just like i like this thing so much and I, I got really excited about it. <laughs> no, I totally we, get I it. I feel like we could, we could... I just feel like if they're watching the episodes, we don't have to repeat every single joke that's for true, them. That's true. That's true. As yeah. much as I would love Sorry, to. everyone. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This is it. This has been episode three, which is crazy. Um, if you have thoughts about the format or what's going on, or you want to contribute to the discussion, like please contact us. Yeah, uh, we've got a Twitter at your two show. We've got a Facebook dot com mm-hmm. slash your two show. Yep. No apostrophe in any of these, obviously, guys. Yeah. Um, and then we also have an, a, even if you need to send us an email, if you have a really long thought that doesn't yeah. fit in a tweet or a Facebook post, you can send us an email at your two show at gmail dot com. We're here for you. We are here to have this conversation with you because we do want to like expand our knowledge of sonic based on what you think and we want to get other opinions that's exactly right uh positive or negative we're digging into this and and part of that like we we absolutely want to uh interface with the larger sonic fandom yeah (laughs) you know and 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 please be patient with us as we don't know everything about everything so far yeah we we really you know i played some of the games a little bit when i was a kid i mostly ignored sonic uh, for most of the most of my life, like it's been ambient Sonic, recipi- you know, received. Yeah, part and of the fun of this is that I have considered myself a Sonic fan for a long time. Yeah, but it was completely just based on the idea of Sonic. Yeah, mostly. and yeah. and little little doses of things. So mm-hmm. we're trying to go deep, and and, and we want to know. But we, you know, we, we want information, but you don't have to be too picky. Yeah, you know, but you know that that sounds good. And another thing that we should mention is that we've recorded these first three episodes like ahead of time. Yes, as we're launching it. So if you're hearing this uh, when it comes out, which you can't hear it before that, probably, (laughs) um, then we've it's already been a couple of weeks since we recorded this, so we might not have gotten back to feedback immediately. Yes, but we're going to start trying to do a weekly schedule where we record 
at the end of a week and put it out at the beginning of the next week. Right, so, so starting now, if yeah. you communicate with us immediately, it might even be reflected in what we talk about in the next episode. <laughs> if you uh, tweet with the hashtag, your two show, like, <laughs> I don't have any good gimmicks for that built up, but if no. you do tweet with that, we'll look at it and I will uh, absolutely make sure that we talk to everybody and respond to as many people as we can. Yeah, we're just hanging out. And uh, thanks for our theme song. Uh, by Goodnight Productions and Dave Duncan. Yeah. Who, it's a mix of Hydrocity Zone from Sonic 3. We love that. Um, and, and I guess let's hear that song after we say... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. And then, so next episode, we're going to be doing episode four of yeah. uh, Sonic Underground. So okay. next week, we're going to episode four. The week after that, we're going to be talking about the first Sonic game. Sonic the Hedgehog, 1991. Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis, or iOS, or wherever you want to find system. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it as a whole. We haven't talked about a game yet, and we don't know how we're going to do that. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. It could, we kind of think we, we're not going to focus too hard on, like, is it a good game, or what are the mechanics like, or whatever, but just yeah. sort of our, like, holistic experience of, of encountering it now, what's the world feel like, that kind of thing. Like, and if you have any pieces of it that yeah. you, like, want us to see, yeah. or, like, favorite jokes or parts of it like please tell us so i am paying attention if you have the game genie codes i would i need oh, yeah. i need that i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna be desperately spending the next couple of weeks catching up trying to get all the emeralds to like to win the full game which i've never done before. yeah i've never done that either so i'm super excited about the possibility cool um and so i'm caleb and i'm nick and, and you're to show